Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, aka The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and give my podcast five stars. Also, follow me on all of my social media platforms. The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. Also, for all of my reading babes, check out the new reading merch on the website, www.bwmmerch.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of your reading corner with the Gratitude Chick. So, I... I, I want to be transparent. This is going to be my third time trying to record this episode. Somehow it keeps getting deleted when I'm almost done. So we're trying again. And as um, always, remember that I do read with my own commentary. We are reading still the book, Maximize Your Potential Through the Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. James Murphy, and we are still in chapter four because it's a very long chapter. Okay, so um, I'm gonna go back a little bit, just maybe a paragraph, just to kind of catch us up. Acknowledge your divinity. You are a choosing volitional being. You are here to choose. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, and whatsoever things are honest and of good report, choose these thoughts. Decide to enthrone these thoughts in your mind and stick to that decision. A confirmed alcoholic told me that a man once pointed a gun at his temple and told him he would shoot him through the head if he drank the whiskey in front of him. He said, I had to drink it. I couldn't stop. It was a compulsive act. I didn't care whether or not he shot me. Yes, that showed you he had tremendous power. All the power of the infinite was behind that decision. There is only one power. This is to point out to you that all the power of the infinite was behind that decision. He actually experienced according to his decision. He subsequently reversed this decision. Lots of decision. At my suggestion, he declared solemnly for about 10 minutes, I have to come to a definite conclusion in my mind and my decision is that I am free from this curse of alcoholism. Through the infinite power which backs up this decision, I am completely free. I have peace of mind, sobriety, and I give thanks to the infinite now. I actually like that. That's actually something that you can use Um, I'm thinking, you know, for anything, whatever addiction you have, alcohol, drugs, uh, food, you know, whatever it is. This man has not touched touched any intoxicating beverages in over five years and is completely free of the habit. He is a new man. When he came to a decision, he meant it. The power was not in the bottle. The power was within him. Therefore, all the power of the infinite is behind your decision. So what they're saying is, he's saying is that the power is not 
in the bottle of alcohol or, you know, the alcoholic beverage that you're drinking, the power is in your mind. So you have the power to change your thoughts. You have the power to stop negative thoughts. So that's why it says, therefore, all the power of the infinite is behind your decision. Therefore, choose this day whom you will serve. God is infinite in infinity, cannot be divided or multiplied. The Bible says, I form the light, I create darkness, I make peace, and I create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. The Bible quotation dramatizes and portrays lucidly, there is but one power which you can use to give you light, which means that when called upon consciously by you, infinite intelligence will cast light on any problem. All that is required is that you come to a clear-cut decision in your mind. You create darkness when you say, I am stymied, I am blocked, there is no way out. That's a foolish decision. The infinite knows the way out. Only it knows the answer. By your conscious degree to decree saying there is no way out, I am stymied, it's hopeless, that is your decision. It's the wrong one. It's illogical, unreasonable, and unscientific. It's foolish. By your conscious decree, when you have adopted this mental attitude, you are saying infinite intelligence does not know the way out. And according to your decision, or what I'm actually changing decision to belief, um, because I think it it, it kind of del- uh, delves, I don't know why I'm tripping up my words. It kind of delves deeper down into my mind when I think of it as belief rather than decision. So, um, and according to your decision, you live in that darkness and confusion created by your ignorance or misuse of the law or failure to come to the right decision. You create peace by dwelling mentally on whatever things are true, lovely, noble, and godlike. You create evil in your experience by thinking negatively, viciously, and destructively. In other words, ask yourself this question, how am I using this power? What kind of a decision have I arrived at? Decide that you are going to use the power constructively, harmoniously, and according to its nature. You will then call it God in action. When you use it destructively, negatively, and contrary to its nature, men call it Satan, the devil, misery, suffering, pain, aches, and so forth. I mean, you know, some of us who are Christians know and believe that Satan is an actual being. So, you know, there is a wonderful power within you. Learn how to use it. Last year, I interviewed a man who had gone bankrupt a short time previously. He had developed ulcers and high blood pressure. He was, he was, as he said, in a mess. He believed there was a curse following him, that God was punishing him for his past sins. I have actually believed that myself. You know, a lot of times when you fall on hard times and it just continues to persist, unknowingly, you, and when I say unknowingly, I mean sometimes you have a clue in, you know, to the fact that you are the ones, you are the one that is allowing whatever you're going through to persist. And the reason why I'm saying that, and I want you guys to hear me because it took me a long time to get this. The reason why you are allowing it to continue is because you continue to dwell on it 
it has become your most dominant thought. For instance, in 2019, it was so much that I was going through in 2019. I had just had a hysterectomy at the end of 2018. I was still, and I had an abdominal hysterectomy with 63 staples. So I was still in pain and not as much pain, but you know, my body was still trying to knit itself back together inside, even though my scar had healed. My body inside had not, you know, fully healed. After a hysterectomy of my caliber, it could take one to two years for complete healing. So <clears throat> I was still trying to heal, but it was so much going on in my job that it was just, I was like in a negative space continually. And I knew it just, something was going to come to a head and I started speaking things into existence that I not, didn't necessarily realize that I guess I realized it but I it was like word vomit because at that point I was just I was done with the company that I worked for and I was I was ready to go and at that point I was just literally I was I hated the job so much which is such a shame because I loved my job but I hated the company so much. I hated my boss. I hated his boss. Like I, I no longer got along with them. I was on the fourth merger and it was just, I had been through so many mergers in, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in the past five years that it was just a lot. And this fourth merger was the biggest, mer was, it was like huge. And my boss was a tyrant and his boss was a dictator. And it was just, you know, a lot of microaggressions going on. And I am just not a person that keeps her her words to herself. I, I say what I feel. And although I have learned to say how I feel, um, <laughs> kinder, for lack of a better word, I still, I'm going to say it. And so it just got to the point where, you know, you know, just things were being said that had no place being said but because people in corporate America don't recognize microaggressions as racism there was little to be done and it was just it was just a lot and at that point it was just time it was literally time for me to go and I was speaking it into existence and I did I had high blood pressure. Now, my blood pressure wasn't that high. It was, it was higher than it should be, I, I should say. For someone who is um, healing, it should not have been as high as it was. It was like 120, like 125 or something over like 85. And while it wasn't that high, I normally am right at around 115 over like 75. So <clears throat> my blood pressure was rising. I was just... You know, I, was, I wasn't getting along with people because my attitude was just bad. I was still in pain from, you know, the surgery. And then I had gastritis. And it was just like I was in pain still. And then I had to deal with this crap. It was a lot going on. I was, you know, I had a staff that I had to deal with. I also had my management team that I had to deal with. And then the new manager that I just... Did you know it was just a lot with her? So it was so much that I was just I was ready to go. And when it said when he when the book says he believed there was a curse following him, I didn't 
I didn't know, I don't know if I believe there was a curse, but that entire year was trash. And in October of 2019, I was laid off. I didn't make it through the fourth merger. And I was so happy that day because at first when they told me I, I was laid off, I was like shocked and angry because I had been there for so long. And the, the new manager was new. She didn't get laid off, I did. But I knew that that was personal. My manager had also been, you know, asked to leave. And he was actually asked to leave. And then my his manager did not like me because I, I'm just not a yes person. So his manager did not like me. And um, so I, I already saw the writing on the wall when he had an opportunity to get rid of someone in his department. He worded it well. He put my title different from everyone else's title. So that meant my title was eliminated. So um, it was just whatever. And, but the only thing he couldn't do, he had to pay me. So I was paid um, for about my, I'm not gonna give you any details. I would just put it like this. My severance package uh, carried me through 2020. I'll say that. And when I, at first I was like angry cause I had just bought my house in July. But then when they said my severance, oh, so I still, I'm gonna still get this insurance. You're still gonna pay for my insurance. And I'm gonna have this money. Oh, okay, bye. And that's literally how it was. I sent my people a thing saying, good luck, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and that was it. But the day before I had literally just told them, I don't know how long I am going to be here. And it was literally how I felt because I knew one or two things was gonna happen because my boss was already gone. It was either I'm going to leave or my boss's boss was gonna find a way to get rid of me. And I realized and the very next day, that's what happened. So while I didn't, for that, for that year, I felt like something was just on my back. I didn't necessarily think it was a curse, but I really felt like something was dogging me. But my most dominant thoughts were that I hated my job and I was ready to go. Those were my most dominant thoughts. And there was no surprise that in October of that year, I was out. But I was also out with a great, with great benefits and a great check. So I don't, thank you. I appreciate y'all for letting me go and go in a good way. Thank you. But I just wanted to say that part. I know that you guys have times in your lives when you can look back and say, <clears throat> yeah, I, I do remember a time when I, I did feel cursed. But if you really go back, you will understand that it is you that allowed it because of your most dominant thoughts. Remember, we are manifesting our lives through our thoughts and our feelings. And if your thoughts are mostly negative, about a certain thing, your feelings must match your thoughts. So my thoughts were, I hate this job and I I hated the people I worked with. <laughs> I hated everything about this job and it came out. It came out in my feelings. It came out in my treatment to people. Like I, you could tell I didn't want to be there anymore. So 
it had to happen because this is what I was manifesting. So remember, guys, whatever is your most dominant thoughts, those are your beliefs. And what we believe comes to pass. Even the Bible tells us, be it unto you as you believe. So watch what your most dominant thoughts are. Those are the things that, that your thoughts, your ugh, sorry, your most dominant thoughts are what have become things in your life. Because our thoughts become things. So remember that. Okay, now where am I? All these were, were false beliefs in his mind. I explained to him that just as long as he believed there was a jinx following him, he will suffer for the simple reason that one's beliefs take form as experiences, conditions, and events. Just like I just said. I told him he had to come to a clear-cut decision, a definite decision in his mind that there was only one power and that power was moving as unity, harmony, peace, and love. And the tendency of that life is to heal and to restore. Therefore, he affirmed or came to his this decision. He created this meditation. There is but one creator, one presence, one power. This power is within me as my mind and spirit. This presence moves through me as harmony, health, and peace. I think, speak, and act from the standpoint of infinite intelligence. I know that, th that the thoughts... Mm -mm. I know that thoughts are things. What I feel, I attract. What I imagine, I become. I constantly dwell on these truths. I have come to a clear-cut decision that divine right action governs my life. Divine law and order reign supreme and operate in all phases of my life. Divine guidance is mine. Divine success is mine. Divine prosperity is mine. Divine love fills my soul. Divine wisdom governs all my transactions. Whenever fear or worry comes into my mind, I affirm immediately, God is guiding me now or God knows the answer. I make a habit of this and I know miracles are happening in my life. That is a long thing to say. But what stuck out to me the most is when he said this, and I'm going to highlight this. I know that thoughts are things. What I feel, I attract. What I imagine, I become. So if you know that thoughts are things and that what you feel, you attract, and what you imagine, you become, you're, that means that you are most dominant Feelings, thoughts, and imaginings are being translated into your life. And that is what I want you guys to get. Because I, I have a, I always have a story for you, okay? I'm 46. I have lived a life. <laughs> but I know I want you guys to start looking back over your own lives and remember it when you went through this, that, or the other. What was going on in your mind to, to make these situations persist? Now, I know that when we are manifesting, no, it doesn't come like just like that. Why? Because it is a buffer for our own sake. Because we are fallible human beings. And oftentimes, we, you know, have bouts of doubt. And it would, it would be a disservice to us to manifest the doubt. So as a, as a service, 
sorry guys, as a service to us, um, I believe the God or, you know, the universe says we're going to give them some mercy and they aren't. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.